how you handle the biggest challenges that face you in production, on set, when you're a filmmaker, will define success, not only on the project, but really in life in general. I'm George Edelman, editor-in-chief of No Film School and host of this, the No Film School podcast. And my guest today is Petra Yakel, who wrote, directed, and produced the film that is out now, Medieval, starring Ben Foster and Michael Caine. Petra's story is an interesting one. Filmmaking is really a second life for him. How he came to it and how he utilizes aspects of his first life to thrive on set and in those challenging moments is something we'll get to eventually in the interview. But along the way, we're going to talk about how long it took to develop this insanely challenging piece. Medieval is about Jan Ziska, who is one of the most famous military leaders in the world, certainly one of the more important ones. We may not all know about him here, but in the Czech Republic and that area of the world, he is extremely well-known, which is something we cover. He never lost a battle. This movie is all about him, but how you dilute a life like that into one movie, how you find funding for it, how you get stars attached, how you actually shoot it without all the money that you'd need to make a, say, Braveheart or Gladiator. These are all the things that Petra gets into in this interview. And look, coming out the gate with a movie like this, it's not easy. This is a high degree of difficulty. And so Petra had to face down a lot of very challenging aspects of production. Stunts, VFX, you name it. So here we go. Petra Yakel on Medieval. This is a pretty ambitious feature film, like from its topic to its execution, its scale, its, its period, its war. It's historically, you know, it's based on real stuff. There's a lot going on. When you set out to make a movie like this, it's done, right? How do you make something like this happen? How do you get this kind of movie off the ground? Because I'm sure a lot of filmmakers would love to do something like this scale, although it's challenging, but how do you, how do you make this happen? How do you get this going? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty challenging. You know, <laughs> I started 11 years ago and it's another challenge was that I'm from the Czech Republic, you know, which is Eastern, you know, former Eastern block of Europe. And, uh, you know, just like we make movies there, but they are, they are not this big you know, and they're usually not in English. And uh, right. so I decided what I wanted to do because uh, Jan Zizka, the, the hero of the story, he is one of the most famous Czech person ever. And he is one of the biggest, you know, you know, commanders of history. He never, never lost a battle. And yeah, he's probably one of the most successful military commanders ever, right? And a lot of audiences aren't going to know initially American audiences who he is. But just for clarity, in the Czech, how significant is he? Does everybody know who he is in Czech Republic? Uh, absolutely, everybody know. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> everybody knows who he is. You know, we right. you know we learn about him at school, so he's you know just a part of that too. Uh, he is a real icon. You know, just like top five yeah. most famous Czech people ever. So yeah. yeah, and it was just like you know I decided to do a movie about him just to show it to everybody, to the rest of the world, you know. So I decided to do it in English because, uh, you know, otherwise it would be limited, you know, if I did it in Czech. 
and also the budget, you know, I, I needed some stars and I, I wanted some stars, you know, but I knew that it's going to be very difficult, but I, I just like, you know, I, because I wrote it, produced it and directed it, you know, I knew that I have to find money for that. I have to write some script, which would be just uh, international and based on true events, which is always complicated. But yeah, and then, then I, my, my favorite movie is Braveheart, you know, and I wanted to do a Czech Braveheart. So that was something what I always wanted to do to show how beautiful is our country, how, how great history we have. And uh, yeah, and I wanted to show and, you know, say some uh, emotional story of people, you know, who were, you know, fighting for freedom, basically, or uh, for justice, and to show that there should be some, uh, you know, just like faith, you know, in our lives. You know. Yeah. And so going back again to, because I kind of cut you off earlier, I apologize. You were just saying it was difficult to do it. You've been working on it for 11 years. You don't have this feature like you've, you've acted, you've produced, you know, you've done a bunch of other things. Was this always in the back of your mind, like, I'm going to work my way up to getting this movie made? How long ago did you start the process of developing the script and turning his life, it's a big life, and it's, you know, like a well-known one, into a screenplay, like a one single screenplay? And then I'm curious, like, again, how do you attach stars? How do you start getting money behind you so you can actually make it happen? Yeah. I mean, uh, the first idea came to me in, 2011, you know, uh, two guys, Marek Dobesh, Mikhail Petrush came to me and said, hey, we've got a script here uh, about, you know, our famous hero, you know, and he was like, uh, it's about from his youth when he was young, because everybody knows him as an old guy, because he was winning mm. you know, as an old guy. I said, oh, this is interesting. So I read the script, you know, and I said, this is a great idea, but we got to do it differently and so on. So then I, I started to develop the script with uh, other writers, you know, which wrote it really well. Peter Bock uh, wrote another script. My father helped me a lot, you know. He was just, like, navigating me. And then I, I wrote it also with some, uh, some other uh, U.S. writers. But then at the end, I decided just, like, to forget about, about everything and to find a, a different approach, you know, and to write it on my own. And it took me another, like, three years to finish it. Wow. What got you to the point where you're like, I'm going, I'm starting all over again? Like, I have a whole new take. What made it, you do that? It was like, you know, we had like about six scripts when I started to like to write it absolutely. Wow. Again. And I, I felt like, you know, it's not uh, clear for the international audience. It was too much check or too far from the story. And I, I decided just like I had clear idea about it. And I knew that I had to do it, you know, on my own, just like to be satisfied as a director to do it. And because it always takes me like, you know, about five, five years to, to if I direct movie, I spend, spend, you know, my time with it, you know, like with developing it and then editing. So I wanted to do it right for me because I always mm -hmm. do movies for me to be satisfied on my own, because if I'm not satisfied, then you know, just like you know, I I couldn't do do it, you know, like that just for somebody. So yeah, I I, I sure. needed to find something what I, I love about it, you know, and that's that that's why I decided to to start, you know, from the scratch, you know, and and do it again. And when you finished that script, and you were like, right, did you feel like okay, 
after all these years, it's ready. What's the first thing you did with it? The, the, those guys who came to you in 2011, were they still in the picture or was it a different team by then? Yeah, it was completely different team. And, you know, uh, I, of, of course, I, you know, just like they are still there mentioned, you know, just like that it was sure. based on a previous script, you know, written by them. And then I, I brought mostly my father helped me, you know, and, uh, you know, just like uh, Peter Bock, another guy and, you know, uh, you know, team of other people. But then I had to find the money. And, yeah. you know, just like once I had the script ready, I just like needed to find investors and persuade them that it's it's worth to give me, you know, just like uh, basically uh, close to 20 million dollars, you know, depending on the exchange rate, which is now higher. So it's less, you know, it was like 17 at, at some point points you know it was like uh, around 20 so yeah and it was it was another challenge you know and especially because we had you know a budget around 15 or 14 and then before the shooting start you know i i, I got michael kane on board i got till schweiger ben foster starring you know matthew good and you know because of that you know i i had to go back to them and say hey guys We've got these guys, you know, and I, I want to make this movie a little bit bigger. Would you be willing to, you know, invest even more? Because, you know, we've got awesome cast and I, I never expected that we can get these people. So they reconsidered it, you know, and they gave me more money for that. So I was super happy because I could do it as I wanted. And of course, the budget is still, you know, not comparing to Bravehearts or Gladiators, you know, because sure. it's much, much less. But we've got beautiful countryside, you know, castles, uh, old Prague is, you know, just like used in the movie. And we had over 600 VFX shots. So I think the scale is pretty, pretty good, you know, for the, for this kind of movie. Have you ever wanted to watch something and it's just not available in your region? Have you ever been curious what UK Netflix or maybe some other country's version of some of the popular streamers has available that your local one doesn't? Well, there's something called NordVPN. And by using NordVPN, with the click of a button, you can access all kinds of content that maybe you didn't even know existed. With 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. So use my link, nordvpn.com forward slash nofilmschool, and you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan plus one free month. We all love to binge shows, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. We all love watching and streaming all these shows, but we also care about our privacy and NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. And they've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. So say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer or whatever device you're using. So don't forget that there is actually no risk to you by trying this because there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So give it a try. If you like it, great. If you don't, you get a full refund and you can pretend the whole thing never happened. Check out my link, nordvpn.com forward slash nofilmschool to get your subscription started today. I mean, that's part of what 
Yeah, I'm so curious about is that you've got these major names attached. So you were able after doing that. And did you do that just through how did you connect with them? How'd you get them the script and get their interest in it? Because that's not easy to do, right? <laughs> you like it's- getting a script to stars of that of that caliber and having them sign on and and you know, and then taking that information and getting more money, it's great. But but like what's the steps you took to get those those actors? I mean, this is actually it was the most, you know, difficult thing, you know, uh, on the process. And I, I actually, I didn't know that before. I thought like once I have the script, once I have the money, I can go to anybody. Of course, I knew that it's going to be difficult, but I couldn't imagine that it's going to be this difficult. And yeah, and I just like, you know, and everybody told me like, you know, first you have to cast the lead because if you go to any other actor, you know, like Michael Caine or somebody like that, you know, they will ask you, and who is the lead? And if you have mm. no answer, they're not going to give you a decision that they are doing it. Interesting. So, yeah, interesting. And I, I, I didn't know that. You know, so I just like, you know, I was trying to cast, you know, the lead. And once Ben Foster told me yes, I was so happy because he's, you know, really, you know, a cool actor who can, who can act, who is minimalistic what I always wanted. He resembles mm. to Jan Zizka. He looks like medieval guy. So that, that was, that was, that was what, I, uh, what I wanted. And once he said yes, I immediately, you know, sent the script to Michael Kane. My uh, producing partner here, Cassian Elvis, helped me with that. Uh, he's got experience with many movies, but he told me, yeah. I, I, I have done over 100 movies, but I, and I always wanted to work with Michael Kane. But it never happened. So it doesn't make sense. And you are just wasting your time. And, <laughs> and, I, and suddenly, like, in a week from that, you know, offer, Michael called me to my cottage, you know, in Prague. And he said, hello, it's Michael K-. It was unknown number. And I was just like, hello, it's Michael Kane. You've got lovely screenplay. And I'm looking forward to work with you. And I was like... <laughs> Wow. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't even speak, you know. So just like I went down, I said, "Oh, of course, of course, I, yeah, it's my pleasure." Blah blah blah. And then I, I went down, and my, I told it to my family, and we were yelling like, you know, like crazy, like Michael Kane, Michael Kane is on board. And then I told it to my uh, partner Cassian, and he, he was like absolutely panicking, and he, he, he sent me a, a picture of him with uh, Michael Caine. Uh, Cassian is 13 years old, uh, and he has a picture with, Cass, uh, with Michael, and he wrote me, it was my dream, and ah. it took me 50 years to work with Michael Caine, and my dream came through with you, a guy from Eastern Europe. He would <laughs> never just like, you know, I would never you know, imagine that this is going to be the case. So he brought the whole family to Prague, when we were shooting, his mother, everybody, and we actually agreed to, to produce another movie with Michael Caine, and we, and we did in Canada. It's called Best Sellers. It's uh, with Aubrey Plaza. And because we love Michael Caine, and, you know, uh, we became <laughs> friends. So it's unbelievable. When did you guys, I'm just curious, there's, I, you made his dream come true. That's amazing. I was going to say that even before you told me about the 13-year-old picture part. When did you guys tell him about the other project like when did you in the process were you just like we're all working together this is great and hey want to do this other one like how does things like that come together 
Yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, more like Cassian was talking to him, you know, during the shooting because I was discussing with Michael only his part. And he, mm -hmm. was, he was absolutely amazing. And work with him was really a dream. And he's just like, he is so humble. This guy, his wife, I love them, absolutely adore them. They helped me so much. And just like, you know, and then, then, you know, I just said, you know, hey, Michael, are we going to do another movie? Which, you know, Cassian already <laughs> talked to him about it. I said, yeah, sure. So we went <laughs> to Canada. We had dinners. We talked about it. And once, you know, we became friends, I, I, I told Cassian, uh, I, I mean, I told Michael, hey, Michael, would you want to have uh, your own 3D character in, in our game, which is going to be done for Medieval? And he said, mm, sounds interesting, so uh, let me think about it. And then he came back and said, hey, I told my, uh, my grandchildren, you know, and then, then they said, yeah, you have to do it. You have to do it. You want to play that game? And Michael said, yes. So we've got Michael uh, like in, a, video game? in a video <laughs> game, which is a combination of, of the movie. We, re, we are going to recut the movie. And it's combination with the video game, and it's gonna be for PlayStation, uh, Xboxes, everything, and it's gonna be released yes. at the beginning of the next year. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it. He has done so much. Just having an actor around who's been working steadily and with everyone and on every kind of thing must be a learning experience for everyone on set, right? He must have all kinds of insights, and he must be just a wealth of of knowledge and experience. And, you know, uh, you're absolutely right. And it was just like, what was the best? Like once Michael Caine said, yes, first of all, Ben Foster was like, well, what, what? We've got <laughs> Michael Caine on board. What's going on? And then it was immediate. Like everybody I asked to, to do anything in the movie. They just said with Michael Caine, are you kidding me? Right. It's just like, yeah, I want to, I want to be in this yeah. movie. It was much, much easier. And it, made my just like till schweiger you know and matthew good you know they both were like oh yeah sure absolutely do we have a scene with him my character you know <laughs> so, yeah oh, but i'm sure like you said even when you're doing things all down the line right crew location whatever everybody. it is like everybody's kind of gets a little more pumped up and like, this is cool this movie feels you know bigger or, or different but there's so much to take away from that i mean you don't know what it was about it that, that made him excited the script you assume, right? Is it just yeah. the script that got him? Yeah, that's that's what he told me. He told me like, you know, he really enjoyed the script. And then he told me that he really enjoyed uh, talking to me. And he said, yeah, I mean, just like, I felt like we, we can just like, it can really work. And then later on he told me, and I was right, you know, and you know, now we just like, you know, we are working on other stuff, you know, I, I like yeah. to talk to you. And so, so we just yeah. like, the chemistry there, which is unbelievable for me. And always when I say that, I'm kind of ashamed, like talking about just like being friend of Michael Caine, yeah. it's, it's a little bit crazy, but yeah. that's, that's how we feel, you know, so we just like. He helps me on everything. We've got also a book. So he wrote me something for the book, like, you know, forward for the book. It's just like, it's like uh, every awesome. day he surprises me with many things, how she supports me. You know, it's, it's beautiful. That's amazing. It was a labor of love. It took about 11 years. Like you said, Michael Caine comes along and things just kind of like move at a new pace and, and are happening really quickly. And 
you finish the movie and it gets, you know, released, like what's the release process like? What's the expectation? And, and how does that whole experience go for you? Like going from just, you know, seeing this movie finished and then, you know, out in the world and like knowing that it's so hard, you know, for people to find movies and like, there's so many movies and content is so different now with all the streaming and all of that. And as a filmmaker, like what, how did you navigate all that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's just like very, very difficult to find, you know, movies in these days, you know, even for me when I'm looking for some, yeah. it's, it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, I just like, uh, I have no expectations. I'm trying, of course, I'm trying, let's say it right. You know, I'm trying to have no expectations. And, you know, I hope that there will be some people who will feel, you know, the message there, which is like, you know, especially now, in these days, because there's a war close to, you know, all of us kind of, you know, in Ukraine. And it's it's very close to the Czech Republic. And, you know, this, this movie is about, you know, fighting for freedom. And uh, I think just like it's much better that this movie goes, you know, to the theaters now than two years ago when it was planned, but the pandemic stopped us. So I think, you know, it's much more rele- relevant, you know, and we should, you know, just like think about everything, like, you know, what is going on and what, what each of us can, can do about it. And uh, yeah, and I hope that this is, you know, a little bit something else, you know, some, some, you know, just like medieval piece. And there are not many of them because they are pretty difficult to, to, uh, to be done. And uh, I hope that people will find it not only because, you know, there's a lot of fighting, but also because there is a, you know, a strong, you know, story, personal story, which is like for me more important than anything It's also else. true. You know, it's not just, you know, it's a true story that a lot of people don't know about a period yeah. of history that's kind of an interesting and brutal and fascinating. I think that, you know, one thing you mentioned in, in talking about that was we were talking about release, but there's so many challenges to making a movie like this when you're thinking about back on it between stunts, period costumes, all the VFX that you have to do. And then, you know, in the edit, like how, what are the biggest, what were the hardest things to do? Like, you know, just day to day. Cause this is not, a, this is a very hard kind of movie to make, right? Like that, like it's not, every movie is challenging, but this one, there's all these additional degrees of difficulty. So like to have the dream, I'm going to make this, True to life medieval epic, you know, like and to actually get there on set. Like, what are the hard part? What What are the hardest part? You know, I was actually really enjoying uh, the preparations, you know, and everything. Like, just like what was happening before. Even you know, sometimes when I was rewriting scripts, you know, it was kind of uh, annoying and just like yeah. But I because I come from you know a sports background, you know, I used to do judo. I was uh, at Olympic Games in Sydney 2000, and that was my first life. And I got injured like, you know, a year before, and I I couldn't continue in judo. But I was, you know, I'm used to train. I'm used to train to to win. And if if you want to win, you really have to train hard. And that's what I did here. So I was really preparing everything hard. And then when we were shooting, it was hell. It was absolute hell. It's, (laughs) It's been... Absolutely the, the, you know, the most brutal experience in my life. And I was absolutely exhausted physically uh, and psychic, psychologically. I mean, just like 
so it it was it was very difficult for me, but uh, I survived. And then I again super enjoyed you know the the editing, and I was editing with with uh, Steve Rosenblum, who is an editor of Braveheart or yeah. or The Last Samurai, which was absolutely amazing experience, you know. Yeah. And then afterwards, you know, with uh, because he was stuck in U.S., you know, and he couldn't come back with me to Prague to finish the editing. So Dirk Westerwelt, uh, you know, who did Logan or Le Mans 66, you know, was finishing the movie with me. Another great experience. He has a Czech wife. That was also something very interesting, you know, big coincidence. But uh, the most challenging was the first week of shooting uh, because first day we we had, you know, one of the the most difficult fights, you know, which is in the beginning of the movie. And I had also Michael Caine, uh, Ben Foster on the set. And I was like, you know, it was, it was crazy because like, you know, many big directors say that, you know, the first days they usually don't use because the team is not just like, yeah, it is just like, or or they put something easy, right. And you had the hardest stuff and you had the big stars hanging out. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I knew it. And I didn't want to do it, but there was no other way to do it because of Michael Caine's schedule and others, you know, schedules. So I had to just, I had to do it. And I, and it was a, it was, it was super difficult and nothing was right. All the stunts, you know, and fighting uh, was like suddenly some, some, something happened, you know, and, and anything was as I wanted and because I come also from stuntman work, you know, uh, yeah. because, uh, you know, I used to work on big movies as a stunt, stuntman. Uh, I just wanted wanted that perfect, you know, and I, I hate, you know, if I'm very punctual and if I if something is not exactly as I want, uh, I, I, I just I don't like that. And I, I try try to change it. But here it was like too many things were, you know, just not right. And I, I couldn't fight it anymore. So I was trying to find it and use it as an, uh, as an advantage, you know. And whatever was wrong, I, I thought, you know, just like I said to myself, okay, let's use it and make it even better if, you know, you shoot it differently. So I had to improvise, you know, and it was just like, it was really difficult. But you got through the first, the first week, and I assume some of it is made it into the final cut right that first few days like uh, it was such actually, important stuff. yes it all got to the final cut but it was it was yeah like it was hard you know uh, in the beginning to edit because before i found the way how i want to do it and i had to do it a little bit differently than i wanted to do it in the beginning but uh, i think it's it's equally you know good or you know it may be even you know better in in ways you know so you had to be kind of flexible with your vision because things had changed on the ground right and that's absolutely that's that's really uh, the most important thing especially if you're doing you know this uh, kind of like this budget movie like movie around this budget medieval movie which is like you know uh, it, we would need, you know, a bit, bit more uh, money for to just to say, okay, I need two more days extra, two more days, you know, for this scene, mm-hmm. and then it would be yeah. fine, you know. But uh, yeah, and I, and I was also shooting underwater, and we've got underwater fights, and mm. they were so difficult that you had to have, you know, for every fighter in water, you have to have, you know, uh, scuba diver. So if you had five 
fighters underwater, you have five scuba divers. If you had 10 fighters underwater, yeah. 10 scuba divers. And it was just like, I couldn't imagine how, how difficult is this, you know. And so, sometimes the water was murky. Sometimes it was clear. Yeah. And I, I couldn't shoot the one scene in murky and clean water at the same time. So, yeah. wow. It was, <laughs> it was, it was very So difficult. you mentioned like Olympic athletic training as a first life. I'm wondering if, if anything you learned in that, like, because you kind of mentioned it, but I'm curious to end on this, like, helped you in the moment when you're facing the extreme challenges and, and like self-doubt because in those moments when it's getting really hard and you're like, the water's murky or clear and my stars are here and this is not perfect. This is not going the way I want. How do you like hold your center? Cause every filmmaker is going to hit those moments on anything, but how do you like lock in and focus? Yeah. And does that train all those years of training, did it come in handy in any way? I, I can I can assure you that I couldn't do it without the the training and you know the, like the judo what I learned there because you know it's been very tough you know judo was like sometimes you know I uh, I was hurt and I still had to fight you know I, and it, it hurt a lot and I I just like I was so tired that I couldn't walk and I had to fight. I had mm-hmm. to train. <laughs> Just and, like showing up to set, right? On day two. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that was absolutely the same here, you know. And uh, of course, sometimes if something is not happening right and you feel so bad about it, you know, that it, you are kind of paralyzed, you know. And, you, you know, everybody knows this feeling, you know, if you get some negative, you know, uh, message, you know, and you just cannot do anything, and suddenly you feel much more tired so I, I tried to not to think about it this way. And I was trying to find in every negative uh, like message, I tried to find something good. And that's my way how to survive that. You know, mm-hmm. just like uh, whatever. If you get, you know, just I got some message that the fight, which is in the middle, which is probably the biggest one, you know, uh, you know the, they didn't have enough time. To, to do it with actors, you know, and they couldn't, you know, uh, make the scenes right. I mean, the, the fight right. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot shoot this like that. So I was thinking about it and I found another strategy of Jan Zizka. And that was like, you know, uh, using smoke, you know, just like, you know, just like he put hay on smoke, you know, uh, on fire and then just like pour water on it, you know, and then it was everywhere was smoke and you couldn't see. And it helped the, the scene so much that it looks beautiful because you go through fog and, you know, just I mean, through smoke and just suddenly somebody appears and fights, you know. So, so it helped it, you know, and it just like, you know, I had to think hard. And to find the the right way how to how to you know shoot it. Isn't it sort of true that like that is? I don't know a lot about judo, but isn't that kind of the whole thing? Like finding a different way, like taking what's coming at you and like turning it around and being like, I mean, yeah. you basically judo filmmaking. <laughs> you are good. You are good. Actually, yeah, this is very clever. I love it. I love I love this question because in judo. You are not using your, your power as much as you are using the power of the opponent, you know. So once yeah. he attacks, you know, you're trying to move the way that you use his, you know, just power to throw him down. And yeah. you always just like, you know, uh, trying to be clever 
and you know just like not to push against wall because you you, you cannot win that so yeah. you are trying to find the way how to make it happen and it was exactly happening you know during the shooting uh when i was trying to do it with force it was not good you know and it just like you know i couldn't do it because you know i i didn't have stuff on the set you know and i just you know i couldn't change that so right. there's like you I, run up against a wall literally right exactly exactly so i was try, trying to find uh, some other ways how to do it my wife helped me with that a lot because she said she always told me like yeah everything is as it should be and you will see and i said okay no how this <laughs> how this this is this is wrong you know it's just like it shouldn't be like this you know but right. later on I understood, you know, what she meant, you know, because it just, uh, right now I feel it was right. Of course, you know, I could, yeah, I could have enjoyed it more, you know, if it was, you know, uh, easier. Uh, but I think maybe there would not be some moments which I really like about the movie. So I think it's just like, it was right, you know, it, it was, you know, and it was big experience for me also from my personal life, you know, because it's, it's the same if it's judo training, fighting, or filming, or personal life with your family, it's always the same because you get to the same situations there or there. And it's just like, you know, only about how, how you can handle them. And, you know, yeah. this helped me for sure. There's a really good philosophy in that. But also, we don't know what it leads to, like how it makes you better down the road or, or how it changes what happens next or future films or the, the Michael Caine project you have working on. There's, there's a lot of things. So that's great though. I love it. It's the judo of filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate you taking the time today and excited. Movie comes out very soon, everywhere. When people hear this, it'll be out already. So go, go see it. <laughs> Thanks so much for the time, Peter. Absolutely. Thanks, Petter, for coming on the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. There's just no question that the judo style of filmmaking is the one most of us will have to adopt, whether it's in filmmaking or really anything in life. It's interesting to me to note that way back, not that long ago, really, earlier this summer in 2022, we interviewed the editor of Top Gun. And one of the most fascinating things about Top Gun Maverick, the big movie of this year, uh, biggest movie in many years, one of the biggest of all time, is that when they didn't get something exactly right, they simply did it again. Tom Cruise is in a position where that's how he can make a movie. That is not how most people can make a movie. And I hold that sort of as a constant example and reminder that the judo style of filmmaking that Petter is championing here, where you take whatever dead end you hit and turn it into something else, that's the art most of us have to master. What Tom Cruise does on Top Gun is literally runs right through the brick wall or says, we're going home tomorrow, we're going to remove the brick wall and create something completely different. I don't know how you want to utilize that metaphor, but the point is, it's fascinating to think about the discrepancy between the styles, but also for us to recognize that you can do very hard things. You can make movies about real people that take place in medieval times with all kinds of battles and major stars and underwater and et cetera, et cetera. It's possible. You just have to maybe spend 11 years prepping for it and face all the challenges that you 
come across judo style. Anyway, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Check out all kinds of filmmaking, education, news, and more at nofilmschool.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Send us your questions and your comments and anything you want to talk about film-wise at editor at nofilmschool.com. We'll try to respond and maybe even feature some of your questions and comments on the podcast. We have our weekly news roundup podcast, which comes out usually on Thursdays or Fridays. And of course, we have these interviews, which come out Tuesdays and sometimes Wednesdays. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.